Do you feel like there's more to life than you're currently experiencing, but not quite sure how to achieve it? Or maybe you want to trust God, but fear holds you back. Today, I'm having my husband on as my guest to really talk about his journey of overcoming fear and learning how to trust and step out to pursue the plans that God has for him. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. Well, welcome back, friends. Today you are in for a treat because I have my husband on as my special guest, and I really want to have him share his story of what it took for him to really step out of his comfort zone and to really pursue all that God had for him and to know who he was created to be and have the life that he desired. And so I just want to welcome you, Fred, to the Created to Thrive podcast today. Well, thanks for having me, Lori. It's always <laughs> a pleasure to sit in front of you and actually speak um, some of the experiences that we've walked together through and um, uh, how we've came out from uh, from from uh, went in one way and came out the other. So in, yeah. in a very in a very um, exciting way and led by God. So it's it's good to actually sit and talk about it. Okay. Well, we've had having this on our heart for many years. We have what we call coffee time, and what we we just share the deep things that the Lord puts on our heart. But just for if you don't know me or our story, we've been married now for 29 years and uh, really have been on a journey. We were not saved when we were first married. And so it's been uh, an interesting faith journey of learning who God is and learning who we are in our true identity in Christ and then living by the power of the Holy Spirit. So Fred, I want to have you share really your story of what it took to step out of your circumstances and really trust God to be and have all that he intends for you? Uh, the, the first thing that I would just say, looking back um, over the last 30-plus um, years of, of my life, obviously with you um, being married 29 years, is, 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 is as I reflect back on it, I look where I started from, and, and not really happy to really say this, admit this, but I'll do it anyway, because I think a lot of people can relate to this, is the, 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 the impact that fear that fear has on people that that is really limiting and, and really crippling for that for that for the most part. I mean, when right. I before I got saved and and which a friend of mine in my town of uh, Vestburg, Michigan, led me to the Lord and, and and all that. I mean, I was really gripped with fear. Sure. And when you're gripped with fear, um, you tend to be in a more of a performance mode. And the performance mode really comes out comes comes from a perspective of fear. In the field, you have to do something to be something. So, right. my entire um, upbringing and where I was at that point was was gripped by fear and the need to perform and the near need to to hold a standard of excellence. In in and it really gripped me because this fact of the matter is, I wouldn't let's take snow skiing or or being in the water or being on a boat. You know, if I really wasn't good at it, I didn't want to do it. And what that really did was it, it really hampered me from that perspective. 
So I just really want to address where I came from. And there's plenty of people out there, a lot of people that would just love to step into the things that the Lord has for them. Um, and, but they look at it from a perspective of, 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 of fear mm-hmm. versus love. And they look at it when fear generates a performance and they don't want to do it if they're not good at it. And it's not love-driven or, or identity-driven based on love. It's, it's an identity rooted in fear where performance performance and duty and all these things take take precedence. So that's really where I started from when I was a Christian. And in a series of small steps, really, really, it's kind of like an onion. You have to peel it back a layer at a right. time. So I remember the first time I got saved from a, from a business standpoint, I was selling knives directly. <laughs> okay. Cutco. Yeah. Cutco. Yeah. It was great. In fact, you know, any I'd recommend any kid actually take the training program because it's yeah. actually remarkable. And I was somewhat introverted. I wasn't a very good salesperson because I, I, I was a very introverted person. So it helped me get out of that. It's, it helped me break down the walls of fear. It started, and I, the, right the afternoon that I was saved, I went out and sold the, the biggest cut order <laughs> in my life. And, and I was just astounded by it. And and so the process of okay, I'm a child of God, and I'm I'm blessed. Not I'm want to not talking about a pers- per prosperity gospel, but it does allow you to prosper. But everything changed, and right. and everything I put my hand to, I knew would prosper. So then, so that was one thing, and and then my being put in a position where I could actually grow as a person through jobs. Right. Okay. Um, when we were first married, I, I you know it was hard to find jobs. And I remember, I remember that day that you gave me an ultimatum that I'm gonna give you this, give you this day, and I need you to, you know, I mean, it was hard to find a job at that point, and I was looking. You were employed by the Cutco Vector Marketing, but you basically said, Fred, you need to have a job by this date. <laughs> this was the early 1990s, so and, I was a little bit of a control person a at that little, point. Well, we all have. I had to work through fear. And fear manifests itself in, in different ways. One's performance, and one is control. well. Mine was control too. Control. Right. So there's fear. Yeah. There's fear in our I in totally our lives. Was by fear. So, you know, I had two options. I had to go pound the pavement, which I did. I mean, I put out <laughs> interviews and did all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I didn't. I didn't turn to you. I didn't turn to anything. I turned to God and I spent right. time in His Word and I and I put faith. I prayed. And the day after your ultimatum is, I ended up getting a great <laughs> job that led to my career. And it was just and and so. You know, I just want to say things that it, it's when the um, Israelis crossed over into the promised land, the Lord told um, Joshua to grab 12 stones from the from the river, okay, to make a memorial. Right. You know, if I look back over the course of my life to see what I've done well in terms of doing this, doing that is, is actually taking that principle into conclusion. I've remembered the things that the Lord has done for me. Right. And I and it's so important because moving into the things that God has for you is not just taking one big ch- choice and uh, a choice when it's so insurmountable. The circumstances look so insurmountable that you 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 back down. It doesn't work that way. The way it works is if you want to step out in faith, start going back and remembering what the Lord has done. Right. right. In the sum of those small things, and I have so many that I could just sit and talk to you about all. I mean, this could go on for years. I mean, how good he's been to me. Sure. Everything from healing to finances to jobs to relationships 
and and so you have to take what the god is and you have to remember and it's it's that example that he set back there with these the hebrew people and with with joshua so important to apply today in our lives so you need to take time to remember how good to what god has done in your life and then when you build on the sum of those small things it's the bigger things actually become easier why because you have understanding that it develops an understanding that God is actually for you. Right. He's not going to hurt you. Right. That he has the plans already created for you. Okay. Yeah. But the plan that he created for you is also beyond you. Sure. And a lot of people are afraid to step out into things because it's the circumstances trump. The circumstances in front of them, whether it be financial, whether it be a family issue, whether, whatever, any circumstance is if the, the fear of those circumstances, if those trump the faith, you'll never step into it. So right. to actually overcome that, you have to meditate on the good things. You have to meditate on who he is, and you have to get to know him. You know, it says in Daniel, um, the scripture, I think it's in Daniel 11, 11.32, that those that, will, that those that know the Lord will do great exploits. Right. And that knowing is an intimate relationship with God in, 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 in a very loving, kind way. And, and, and you, when you get to that point, um, faith trumps circumstances. When faith trumps circumstances, your heart is in a position through belief and through faith to actually step into things God has for you. Right. It's just the way it is. It's the way it is because if you go back to when the, the, the Hebrews crossed the, Jordan, crossed the Jordan into the Promised Land, if, if you actually read the scripture, it was in flood stage. Right. It was beyond the water was beyond the banks. The river's probably thirty feet deep. And if I'm carrying that ark and I'm a priest and I'm looking at that, I think I'm gonna die. Right. But right. you know what? The promise of God, their mm-hmm. faith in Him, allowed them to step into the water, and it was that step of faith mm-hmm. that triggered the Lord to roll up the water. Right. The Lord wasn't gonna roll up that water until they took an act of faith. Because without faith, it's what? Impossible to please God. Hebrews 11. So anyways, that's how it started. and um, It's been a slow journey, but it's been a wonderful journey that's taken us to resign as a vice president of a large building materials company and and take you and the family out to Bible college two years, (laughs) neglecting... Neglecting finances, and because I didn't let the circumstance of finances ref- trump my faith in what he was calling me to do. Sure, sure. Okay, but before we get going on that, because um, we're going from when you first got saved, when we both got saved, and you were selling knives, to how do you abandon your executive career and go to Bible college and not know why? Let's not get too far ahead. Let's just go back to, first of all, yes, you have to remember, you have to, part of your, you know, we're to live by faith and not by sight. And to your point, we want to try and control by what we see externally, but that's not the life we're called to. We're called to the life of faith where we believe God and no matter how we feel or what we see and we act on it. And because God promises that he is with us and he promises a great result. And so living by faith, I want to talk about how do you live by faith and not by sight? Because it is a process. It's a faith journey. And I always say that we're all on a journey and we're all at different points and there is no comparison. There are biblical principles involved, like you talked about with in Joshua 1, it's time to move into the promised land. So God tells him to Joshua to 
to go and cross over the River Jordan and go into the promised land. But it was at flood stage where it didn't look like it would be time to do it. So how do you get to a point where you can trust God and step out in faith to activate the plans and purposes he has for your life. Well, I, I always fall back on the scripture, and you hear this quite a bit, Proverbs 3, 3, 3 5, and 6. But I'll actually like to usually take it to like 5 through 10, actually, for right. a lot of different reasons. Right. But, you know, it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lead not not on your own understanding. When, when, you, when you have your under, understanding, what, what that opens the door to is your circumstances. Right. Okay, and, and your past experiences. You know, they say if you're driving down the road, you don't look at, you know, do you look at the front windshield or are you driving consistently looking in the rear view mirror? You're going your circumst- <laughs> to crash. Your rear view, sir, your rear view mirror is your circumstances. And that's what he's trying to say here. Mm-hmm. Don't lean on it. In every way, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So what's that mean? That means he's out in front of you. Mm-hmm. He's actually working on your behalf in advance of, of, of your faith walk or your faith right. step. He, in, in, and if you don't have that trust, if you don't really know him, mm-hmm. again, uh, your own circumstances or your own understanding will supersede your faith. Right. And it's set, and you're looking constantly in the rear view, and you really don't know which way you're going to go. Um, it says here, um, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. What's that evil? Is that like doing sinful things? No, that evil is really unbelief. Right. Yes. If you actually look at that really carefully in the context of the scripture, what he's really what the evil is is an evil heart of unbelief um, that you're putting circumstances and in your in your exalting fear over faith, and Correct. and that's what he's that's what the he's pleading with you in scripture to embark on this wonderful journey, right. this wonderful life of discovery, right. this wonderful life of 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 of, of exuberant. I mean, is it sometimes hard? Oh yeah, it's hard. Sure. I mean, um, but in the end of the day, he he's got so much he wants for people. He's have he's got so much he wants to show you, and not just be, not just for the benefit of the individual, but for the ben, benefit of the people the individual is called to influence right. and to bless. Right. Well, and and that's an important point about um, when we see evil in in that proverbs because it says that in um, Hebrews. Four, it talks about how the people, the first, the Israelites in the desert could not enter into the promised land because of their evil heart of unbelief. Well, that's exactly where I was right. actually reflecting from. Exactly. So it was they couldn't enter into God's rest. They couldn't enter the plans that He has for them. And even in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, where it says that I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and give you an expected end, a hope and a future. He had actually gone before them. Yeah, I, uh, very much so. You hear a lot of 29, 11, 12, but you got to look at the scripture before him that actually before they turned their hearts to God, he was actually working on their behalf in front of them turning. Right. And I'm, every time I hear that scripture somewhere, I'm saying, come on, you got to go back one because you got to understand how God is so much for you that he's working these out for you. And and when you see that in scripture, you, you the element of trust is elevated. Right. I mean, it's just not about the plans he has for you. It's about that he goes on your behalf before you. Right. And that's so important. And you will never step out in faith 
if you don't know that God is with you and that he is for you. And even Moses was saying that, um, that God, if you're not going with us, then we're not going. And um, that God's presence has to be there. And that's his grace. You know, we're to step out in faith. Grace is God's part through the finished work of Jesus. But it's our part is to have that faith, that trust in knowing him, that he is so good. He is so for us. And that's why going back to your original point of you've got to remember God's faithfulness. And that's something that you intentionally have to do, would you say, to daily ponder and think about, you know, in, in, in God telling Joshua, meditate upon the word day and night and don't let it out of your, your thoughts, your imagination. That's not just memorizing scripture. That's that intimate relationship with the goodness of God. And it's the goodness of God that leads one to repentance. And repentance is simply change the way you think, change direction. So change the way you think about God, your circumstances, that if he is for you, who can be against you? That God is with you. Absolutely. And, you know, the other aspect of, you know, going back to where I started my my faith walk, and I, I pointed out fear, right? The right. fear is one of the biggest obstacles in dealing with circumstances. When you tr- when circumstances tr- trump, sure. you're trusting God. Right. But, you know, there's certain other, you know, the second, actually I wouldn't say the second part, but the other aspect of that you're going to have to, most people are going to have to, to be able to step out in the things God for has that God has for them is they're going to have to change their heart, which is their belief system and who God is and who they are in him. Correct. Yeah. You're going to have to, you're going to have to settle it in your heart. Okay. The absolutes of God and the absolutes, how, you know, how, how Jesus dealt with sin. And you're going to have to deal with the absolute of who you are in the new, in, in, as a believing Christian. If you can't get the absolutes down, you're probably going to struggle with trust. And what those are is the absolute that God is love, light, and lo- love, life, and light. And there is no darkness or shadow of turning. Right. The other part is that Jesus come and dealt with all sin, right. past, present, and future. He does not see you through a lens of sin. Right. And that sin consciousness is a crippling element for people to not step out in faith because they think that God is going to zap them. Right. You have to settle that in your heart that you're a child of God. You're a new creature. All things of all things are new. Okay. You can't look in the rearview mirror at yourself. Right. Now you look you're driving down the road and you look in the mirror and you actually see your own eyes. Right. Well, what do you think when you see in your own eyes? Is that a sinner or is that a child of God? I mean, people are really caught up in the sin consciousness. Right. And they put that, I can't do this things because God's mad at me or I'm a sinner saved by grace. You know, that is absolutely so stunning. Or, or so limiting right. from a perspective because you're so busy trying to do right, trying to deal with something that was already been dealt with, right. that it's so restrictive and it keeps most of the people, the children of God, from moving out into the things of faith because they look at themselves as unworthy. They look at, they they create an element of self hate mm-hmm. because they have to they're they've in their flesh they're dealing with something, but in their spirit they're they're children of God. Right. And it's crippling, and people are so locked up in the because they do not know the goodness of God, they do not understand the totality of salvation. So, 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 Terry, right. however you want, and it just it binds people from stepping out of the things of God because they're so busy dealing with something that's already been dealt with, and they deal dealing with in fear, which brings in performance. Right. So I don't want to get into that because that's going to be our we're going to do a, a, a next episode where we really get into. You know, and, and go back to, if you haven't heard this from me before, go back to episode 
number three, where I talk about keys to thriving. And one of the, the major keys is you've got to ask yourself two questions. What do you believe about God? And what do you believe about yourself? Because your life is going to be a result of those two main belief systems. And so, Fred, I really want to dive into that next episode with you because you have a really powerful story of your view of God and your view of yourself. Just like me, we both were were so um, broken when we got married. We were not saved. And not only did you get transformed by the love of God, but I got transformed by the love of God, and God just took our marriage to a whole new level because marriage is really a byproduct, I believe, of your relationship with God. You can never get as close to each other um, if you're not as close to, to God. Um, <laughs> no, no, I just I keep always thinking about what I come back to, and if somebody asked me the purpose of marriage is to get the bad out of you and the good through you. <laughs> <laughs> and it certainly worked in our case. <laughs> we were a mess. You know, you can't just bring garbage in and not expect to get each other dirty. <laughs> exactly right. So, but, you yeah, know. it's really, it's, really it's, it's, it's like going to a sauna. You know, you got to get this bad stuff out of it. And marriage is such a magnifier of the bad. <laughs> but you know what? The, on the flip side of that, it's a triple magnifier of the good. Yes. If you allow it. Yes. So for every, for every, for every one that's, that comes out of marriage bad, if you trust in God and you grow together, I mean, that's a whole other subject we could probably write a book on. But the bottom line is the good, when you're walking in the spirit and you come into your identity, you know God and you know who each other is, things change. Yeah. And, and you know, it's far more, it's not even close, exponentially far more good's going to come out of you in a marriage if you have the right perspective on it. Right. So before we get into that next topic, I just want to summarize that, again, you had talked about you were so gripped with fear and a performance-driven identity that you really needed to um, have your your mind and your belief system reprogrammed to start thinking the way God thinks so that you could be his son and walk in the kingdom life that he has for you. And so I want to just save that for the next episode. Uh, is there anything else you want to add to what we just talked about? Uh, well, I'm, that's we just gave out a lot of deep stuff right there in a very <laughs> short period of time. And this, I think it's one of the things that when you're so full of God and so excited to talk about it, it just comes out of you like a fire hydrant. Yeah. And um, we can easily overwhelm people, <laughs> but you know, but that also brings a lot of richness to how we sit and engage in dirt when we sit and have coffee yeah. and, and, and sit there and brag on God and say, you know, like the Lord showed me today. And, yeah. um, yeah. and you know, when you have that intimacy with each other and the intimacy with the Holy spirit that teaches you and guides you into truth, right. guides you into revelation, guides you into the fun things, it just, it'll just blow your socks off when you just all of a sudden he just speaks to your heart and gives you a revelation of scripture that you can apply in your daily lives. And that, you know, to summarize it and to conclude, it's those small, that small voice that he just gives you something that's beyond yourself, that gives you the faith to step out with confidence yeah, to do the things that he has you to do. Yeah. And it's the, what's your favorite, one of your favorite scriptures? It's the, um, the glory of God. To conceal a matter. Oh, it's a glory. It's it's yeah. It's a glory of God to conceal a matter and for kings to discover. So I'm paraphrasing right now, yeah. but um, but yeah. So that's exactly what that is. You know, He wants you to seek Him because He wants you to have that discovery of Scripture, discovery of Him. Yeah. 
and he's he, he it's not like he's hiding it on purpose or he's trying to keep something from you what he's really want to do is he's, he keeps something hidden until he reveals it to you so you can get all excited about it. it's kind of like that christmas experience right and you know when you're reading scripture and the holy spirit all of a sudden you discover something you hadn't known before and he reveals it to you it's like wow yeah. well, <laughs> i can't believe i didn't see that earlier you right. know the surprise of life Jesus and the Lord, you know, the Father and the Holy Spirit wants you to be live a life of of expectancy of, of of an expectancy of surprise. Yes, yes. And I think when you're so busy, caught up in fear, so busy, caught up in 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 sin consciousness, so instead of righteousness, and and so caught up in 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 self condemnation and in the wrong view of yourself, you know, the the surprises are few and far between. Yeah. But on the other hand. If you get through those and you fight through those things, the, the 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 living life from the heart in unity with God is such an amazing experience. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that in the next episode because you weren't always so full of faith and, and um, we both had a lot of junk. So we're going to we're going to share more of that in the next episode. But. Until then, I just want to say thank you for listening, and if this has blessed you in any way, please leave me a comment. Please share this with a friend, anyone, male, female, old, new, or old or young, that would want to know what is it like to really step into who God's called you to be and have the life that He desires for you. Until next time, God bless.